0: Hi everyone welcome back to the book nook take a seat grab a snack or beverage sit in your favorite reading spot and let's talk books today i have a fellow bookworm here with me sarah richardson welcome sarah thank you for having me today we're going to be talking about summer reading versus like reading for pleasure so to start off why did you become a librarian
1: so i became a librarian because um, At my very first school we had an absolutely wonderful librarian like i loved working with her every time i wanted to collaborate with her in any of my classes she was always super excited about it and then i went to a new school that didn't have a library at all Mm -hmm. and through my six years there like i really realized how much I missed that interaction with the librarian at my first school. Mm -hmm. Um, I realized how much that the kids that I had in class were missing by not having access to those kinds of resources. And so I made the decision to go back to school um, to become a librarian sort of, you know, channeling um, my inner Mrs. Curtis because (laughs) I just like, I want to be like her when I grow up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And um, like the first step in doing that was becoming what she is. So. That was That's my awesome. that was my big inspiration.
0: What is the purpose behind summer reading for those that don't know?
1: So I think that schools and teachers assign summer reading for a couple of different reasons. Um, the first thing is it is really awesome, like from a teacher's point of view, to have a common starting place for everybody. Mm -hmm. And so if I am looking at a group of, you know, 10, 15, 20 kids, and I know theoretically that all of them have read the same thing over the summer Mm -hmm. and that we can use that as a jumping off point for our discussions, for our first writing assignments. um, I know that I'm able to kind of like hit the ground running once the school year starts and I don't have to like start from scratch with a brand new text. Um, Another reason, um, and this is more of like on a really broad kind of school-wide way to look at summer reading is that there are a lot of kids who won't read it all over the summer. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, won't read books over the summer. I know that like people are constantly reading information on their phones and we can talk about that. Um, But, you know, if you don't, like reading is a skill. And so if you do not practice it like you know your skill levels go down. And mm-hmm. so by having those summer reading assignments you have the ability to you know practice those reading skills, you know, yeah, whether you like to or not. Summer <laughs> reading. I think it's something we uh, we are all supposed to do mm-hmm. while we're like we're in the summer, we're enjoying ourselves, we're going on vaca- vacations with friends and families. We should find some time in, um, I mean, in the period of enjoying the summer itself, and read a book. I mean, reading books, it does a lot to me. I mean, mm-hmm. like it broadens my mindset about certain things I don't I didn't even know, and it motivates me. Try to be like that.
0: I yeah. hate it. It's a waste of your time. Ruins your summer. And it makes you nervous going into the school year. I didn't do it. To read, but I hate summer reading. It just, it's. I like picking out the books that I read by myself, and having school assigned books just kind of takes the fun out of reading. So even
1: as someone who likes to read, I just don't enjoy it. I personally
0: don't really like it. What are some tips you have about summer reading?
1: I would say that one of my biggest recommendations is just, again, start by giving yourself a break. And then after that, just making sure that you find a comfortable place where you know you're gonna be able to concentrate. Um, Don't try and spread it out over the entire summer because that's just gonna make you miserable and you're not gonna remember what you read. Um, But making sure that you take time, find a good place, um, and then move on from there um, so you can plan based on the assignment, um, how exactly you wanna make your next move.
0: Should one annotate when they're doing their summer reading or how should they take notes?
1: And so, again, that completely depends on the assignment. Mm -hmm. And so if I know that my teacher is only going to expect me to have it read when I come in, Mm -hmm. um, I am going to want to make sure that I'm taking notes in whatever way makes best sense for me. And so if you feel like you retain most of that information when you annotate, then annotate. If you feel like annotation takes you way too long and you're not required to do it, yeah, um, then I would honestly take some notes at the end of every chapter. Mm-hmm. So then when you're t- getting ready to talk about it in class, you can go back to your notes, yeah. kind of refresh yourself on what happened. And then if there are things that you have zero recollection of happening, then you can go back into the text and figure out, you know, really what you were missing. Yeah. And so... Whether or not to annotate, again, assuming that it's not part of the assignment, mm-hmm. um, just kind of really depends on what is your best, you know, way to remember information.
0: But what is a good time place to do your summary reading, really highlighting the place? Because I know that I, like, struggle because sometimes I'll read in my bed and then I'll fall yeah. asleep. Like, it's kind of hard, so I never know, and I know other students struggle with that, too.
1: So I discovered, at least for myself, when I was in college and, you know, as an English major would have, like, an obscene amount of reading to do, like, any given night, any given week. And one of the things that I found that was best was I had particular places around campus that I knew that I could sit and concentrate. Mm-hmm. And, like, I knew that, like, this was a reading place. Yeah. And so do whatever you need to do to figure out where your reading place is. Mm-hmm. And so... um I like, whether it's, you know, going to Starbucks, sitting in a corner and knowing that, okay, I'm going to come here, I'm going to order a coffee, mm-hmm. and I'm going to get 50 pages of this read.
0: Yeah.
1: Or I'm going to get 40 pages of this read. Like, mm-hmm. knowing a place you can go where you're going to be able to concentrate. Because when you're at home sitting in your bed, you're going to want to watch Netflix instead. Yes. You're going to want to scroll through TikTok instead. Mm-hmm. You are going to want to pretty much do anything except for this assignment that yes. you have. And, like, I totally understand. Yeah. And so, when you can say, I know that I can go to this place and I'm going to be here long enough to get this amount done mm-hmm. Yeah, like your mindset kind of changes
0: yeah that's awesome yeah I like that I love going to coffee shops and like getting work done because I feel like it's so productive and also just like coffee I love it and
1: like whether it's you know whether it's a coffee shop whether like you just go to the park whether you know you go sit by a pool just like knowing that you're saying I am devoting however much of the next amount of time it takes to mm-hmm. stay here and get this amount finished. Yeah. Um, and then that also helps you kind of chunk it out for yourself.
0: I'm your host, Natalie Swanson, and you're listening to The Book Nook.
1: Hi, I'm Stephen Radney, and I'm a senior at Country Day. I don't know about you, but between all my classes, I'm always thirsty. And now with the water fountains closed, you always have to have a water bottle on you. If you need a nice, reliable water bottle, don't worry—we have a huge collection here at the buck Shop. Our collection spans from top-tier water bottle brands such as Tervis and Yeti brand bottles. One of my favorites is the 20-ounce Yeti Rambler. It's made of 100% stainless steel and has double-wall vacuum insulation to keep your drink cold and or warm depending on what you want and the best part is the huge country day flag on the front so you can always boast your exclusive feel while enjoying your beverage make sure to stop by the buck shop or you can also shop online at cdbuckshop.myshopify.com
0: So I know a lot of students that um, refuse to read for fun because of bad experiences with summer reading. What would you say to them? Because personally, I love to read and I'm like, they're missing out. Like all reading isn't bad. Like, what would you say?
1: I would say the first thing um, is that people who I have found that people who say that they're not, they don't enjoy reading. uh, Just like reading is just like any other skill and it needs to be practiced. Like Mm -hmm. you would hate like, let's say that, you know, you play field hockey and you go out onto the field. You haven't practiced a whole lot. You're going against people who have practiced a whole lot and you just get like, you know, totally creamed because Mm -hmm. like you hadn't been practicing. Yeah. And, you know, just like sports are skills, music is skills. Reading is a skill as well. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think if you find that you really don't like it, it's probably a skill that you just hadn't taken the time to hone yet. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's probably one of my biggest things that if you practice, you'll mm-hmm. probably like it a little bit more.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. That and, makes sense. And
1: like, if you if you find that, you know, everything that you've been given for summer reading is just not your jam, like, that's probably because, you know, it's like sitting down and watching a TV show that you're not interested in because mm-hmm. someone has told you that you have to. Yeah. Um, so just, you know, figuring out, What your interests are, um, are also the key in really enjoying reading Mm -hmm. and then pursuing those interests through books.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so if I'm a new free reader, how do I find what books are right for me?
1: I would start, um, if I was looking for a new book for me, with what shows do I really like? Oh, that's a good idea. And so... Let's say that I have just binged all of you on Netflix, right? I love that show. It's so good. It's so good. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, I want more like this. Mm -hmm. Um, So you is based off of a book series. And so what I might do then is I might say, go to Amazon, you know, look up that book and see what other customers have bought that um, have bought that one. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I would kind of start there and figure out, I have enjoyed watching this, mm-hmm. and so here are what people who have read the books that are based on this. Here yeah. is what else that they've bought. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if you feel the need to like completely go at it by yourself, you know that is one way to do it is to go through Amazon. The other one is if you ask your friendly neighborhood librarian what <laughs> recommendations that they might have for you. Um, so, like if you would come to me and say, "Hey, like I really feel like I should be reading more, mm-hmm. and I just." I haven't enjoyed it in the past and I don't know what I really like. You know, so my first question is going to be, what was the last book you read that you really, really liked? Mm -hmm. And I don't care, like, if you have to go back to lower school and figure out what that is, but like, what was the last book that you really, really liked and why? Yeah. And then from there, you know, I'll ask you about what you've been watching. I'll ask you about like, you know, I know that you don't say, you say that you don't like reading, but what are some of the things that you've read in English this year that you've kind of enjoyed Um, And then to kind of go from there. So start with what you really like. Don't feel like there are certain things, I mean, other than assigned things, that you have to read or that, like, you know, you shouldn't read. But start with what you already know you love and then kind of dig from there. What is your favorite book? My favorite
0: book is... Probably anything out of the Diary Diary of a Whoopi Kid series. Agree. Uh, they didn't make a really bad book, so I mean, all of them are really good. So probably I mean, all of the whole series. The last couple ones are bad. You know, no one asked for your opinion. The last ones I mean, were bad. I all of them were good. You haven't read all except for the I had. And I read Big Nate too. The Harry Potter series.
1: It's a. Uh, Green eggs okay, so my favorite book is called Get, um, Get Enhanced by Ben Carson. Mm-hmm. It was like one of the books I've charged so much since like I ever read it. It talks about like his life, um, his life, his life story and how he got through all the challenges he faced and I pretty much related to mine and I feel I could do it as far as he did. So
0: Okay, and lastly, what is your favorite genre of books and what are what are some of your all-time favorite books?
1: Like, I really like historical fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, I also really like kind of some general, I like real life situations. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of sci fi and fantasy, mm-hmm. um, with the one exception being Harry Potter, because yes. I want it to be true. Uh, same, like, I so same, desperately same. want it to be true. Um, Except J.K. Rowling's a terrible person. Yeah, I know it's so disappointing. It's so disappointing. (laughs) I'm like, well, I feel like my childhood's a lie because J.K. Rowling is awful. Yeah, I know it's so sad. (laughs) But um, I would say like my top book of all time, and this it feels very basic, is um The Catcher in the Rye. Oh yeah. So and. I just one of the things that i love about it is just it's written so simply Mm -hmm. but like there's so many layers to it so it's not anything that's really really hard to read but like every time you read it like there are different like little things that you didn't pick up before and so i think that's really awesome um in young adult things i really like um the miseducation of cameron post by a woman named emily danforth um but about, um, a girl kind of figuring out her sexuality and coming out, mm-hmm. um, in the early nineties in Montana. Yeah, wow, that's
0: awesome. Um,
1: and about a lot about how do you kind of grapple with, you know, family members who think that they're trying to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you as the reader know that what they're doing is just not. Yeah. Um, and so that one's really awesome. And then like, going back I guess kind of to you like if you came to me and said I just finished you on Netflix and I loved it my next thing anything by Gillian Flynn yeah so um I need to read that she um she wrote Gone Girl which is probably her most famous um but she's written a couple of other things and it's just dark and twisty and
0: yeah I love I love those kind of
1: books people are extra screwed up and it's (laughs) and it's really awesome
0: yes yes Well, thank you everyone for listening. Again, this is Sarah Richardson, the librarian here at Charlotte Country Day School. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you in the library.